What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Report's college football and NFL draft podcast. It's Friday morning. That means me, Matt Miller, is sitting with my boy Mello, and we're recording on Thursday night. Uh, there's some football games actually happening because of Hurricane Florence, but Mello, we are about to pack up and head to Austin. That's right, and I'm super excited to get this trip underway. We have some big things planned. I know we're going to be on Instagram a lot, so make sure you're following us there. Huge college football weekend, and we will be at Texas USC. So you still have roughly 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you're listening, to get there and join us. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you're When you're listening to this Friday morning or Friday driving home from work, hop on the Sticks Football Instagram page, hit that follow button. We're going to have a ton of behind-the-scenes content for you guys all weekend long. It's going to be a lot of fun if we can keep Mello from getting a restraining order when he meets Vince Young and Matthew McConaughey. Because I mean, it's going to might happen. Yeah, they, they're going to have to file pretty quickly because I'm coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, Vince, go to Cheesecake Factory with me. I love you. <laughs> I'm gonna st- As soon as I see McConaughey, I'm just going to start pounding the chest. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited, and, and hopefully you guys are too. We're going to have a lot of fun, and there will be content on the Monday morning show from our weekend in Austin. That's our new rule with our tailgate tours. Wherever we are, we're going to be at, at TCU, Iowa State in a couple weeks. Whatever we do over the weekend, you guys can hear it Monday morning, so make sure... Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. But we do have a fun show to get through tonight. We're going to go around the league with some news, do our top fives, pick them in previews, and then close it out with your guys' draft on draft questions like we always do. The big news of the week, Mello, Bryce Love, the running back from Stanford, was the Heisman runner-up. Almost 2,000 total yards was a monster for the Stanford offense last year. And then he ended the year hurt. And this is a guy people, maybe he should have entered the draft. We all had concerns because he's a little small. He had no catch production. He had three catches all last year. And we said, okay, this guy's probably like a day two, maybe early day three type player. He comes out this year, 29 yards in the season opener against San Diego State, who does well nationally in the defense, rushing defense rankings, but not a juggernaut. This is not Alabama. And now he's out with an undisclosed injury. I have big, big concerns about this. I do, too. Like, he should have struck when the iron was hot, just like Connor said on the midweek show. Like, these running backs, go. You can't stay in and risk it your senior year. He's coming back. I get it. You're not playing anybody special. UC Davis this weekend trying to stay healthy, but it's it's hurting his stock. It's not looking good for him already. From a college football point of view, I kind of get it. Because they don't play anybody good this week, but they have Oregon on the I was schedule bring that up. next week. So I think that is really what the what's going on here. Like They don't want to get him hurt. They don't want to wear him down. They'll be just fine against UC Davis. Yeah, and I think from a draft perspective, you're right. It's why did you do this to yourself? You, you could look at Nick Chubb and Royce Freeman, guys who went back to school, and you can argue, I guess, maybe did they improve or hurt their stock? I think they, they both, by the time it came around, ended up about as a push as to where they would have been drafted. You do worry about injury, though, and that's my concern. Um, if you read the scouting notebook that comes out Friday morning, uh, you're going to see. I wrote that, and some scouts have concerns, too, about Bryce Love, who's 5'10", listed at 200 pounds, and has been hurt now a couple of times. You worry about a small guy handling the wear and tear, and I, I'm with you. You're playing UC Davis this weekend, and you should not have any problems with that. Right, yeah. But you have Oregon, then you have Notre Dame, then you have Utah. Utah is always tough on defense. Then you have Arizona State, who is surprisingly, surprisingly good. amazing. And what and, the hell's happening? And those uniforms, my goodness, they're clean. Uh, they I still look can't get over the Adidas uniforms. I don't know what it is. 
Like they all look like soccer uniforms. To yeah, me. well, it's Adidas. That might be why. But it is a tough stretch of four games for them before they go to Washington or before they host Washington State. So maybe they're just trying to get Bryce Love healthy. Uh, the other big news, and we are going to experience some of this when we are in Austin because it is even Hurricane Florence is even kicking up storms in the Gulf. Uh, three games have been straight up canceled as of this time, and 11 games have been impacted. Ball State, Wake Forest is happening, or excuse me, Boston College, Wake Forest is happening right now because they're trying to get these games played before the hurricane hits. ECU at Virginia Tech canceled. West Virginia, NC State canceled, and that one hurts because I really yeah. want to see Will Greer and David Sells against NC State and Ryan Finley on the other side of it. Exactly. That would have been a fun game. And then you've got UCF, the defending national champions, at North Carolina. That game's canceled. That would have been a good one as well. North Carolina has some talent at receiver. And it sucks that they're just canceling games now. I remember I when LSU did this, and there wasn't like a week where they could reschedule. They just didn't have anything in common, so they finally just canceled a game a couple of years ago. You used to just have to reschedule and find time, and now we're not doing that anymore. We're just canceling games. And these are all three pretty good games. Like You want to see what UCF can do against an ACC opponent. You want to see West Virginia against NC State going against Finley and then ECU trying to see what they can prove at Virginia Tech. Like those are three games I want to see. And now we don't get to because they're canceling them. Yeah. Ryan Finley on the NC State note, like we talk a lot about Will Greer and we talk a lot about David Sills V. They have some talent. Ryan Finley. I talked to a couple of scouts this week. There are those who still believe he is the best senior quarterback in the whole country. So this would have been a good test for him against a Virginia Tech team, or excuse me, a West Virginia team that's always a little dirty. I mean, they they play defense well with that three three five stack. So it it would have been a good test, and and now we don't get to see it. Like you said, I saw. Uh, I, I wish I could remember who it was. Now they're they're scheduling like Emmanuel Lutheran or something to try to get yeah. another game in, and it was like, well, if we don't. If we're not in the conference championship game, we're going to play this one instead. Right, like, right. Sure you are. You're saying yeah, that this week. You're not going to schedule that yeah, shit. There's though. no way. So it is unfortunate that they are just straight up canceling games. I mean, it sucks for the fans. It sucks for all of us. It, it even hurts the players. We had a, a question this week that I don't think made draft on draft. I believe I answered it on Twitter. But someone said, hey, does this hurt Will Greer's Heisman chances? He has one less game now. So when you hold him up statistically to the Dwayne Haskins, Mackenzie Milton, the other quarterbacks in the country, he's going to have one less game. How much does that affect him? And I, I think it potentially could quite a bit. I think it does, too, because he's not getting his name out there as well. Like stats, he's probably going to lead them by quite a few yards anyway because they're just throwing the ball all over. But he's not getting his name out there for more exposure. Coming off of two pretty good games, he needs to be out there, and he's not. So that's going to hurt him. Yeah, and he and from a draft perspective, it's probably not going to hurt him to miss a game, but it is, it's kind of like we said with Baker last year that you just want momentum. Like momentum is a beautiful thing. And, and because GMs and scouts are human beings there, you know, we all fall prey to that, you know, the hype about a player. And and I think with Will Greer, that's something that you would like to see is him getting out there early, often having three, 400 yard games. And the same for David Sills, who is a very good receiver prospect, but this is a deep receiver class. He needs, I, I think, all the exposure against big, you know, top tier talent because you are playing in the Big Twelve. Like you're not seeing a whole lot of defense, right? Uh, so you want to see, even against the NC State, who yeah, they lost all four defensive linemen last year, but you want to see that. And you know, they'll have Kansas State on the 22nd of September. Uh, we saw K State just get rolled, uh, so not real impressed with them. Yeah, and then I mean, next you got 
Texas Tech. Like, oh, there's some great defense being played in that game. And the red-hot Kansas Jayhawks. That we exactly. Got so not the toughest schedule for West Virginia. Man, uh, it's really not what you you dive in and look at it. Uh, no, it's not. They don't play they like don't, any defense. They don't play Oklahoma. Uh, they have TCU. I guess that will be TCU is the team that like it's like anyone who plays a Big Twelve schedule. You're like, well, they have TCU. Yeah, like, like Ohio State has they TCU. They still play defense. So uh, I guess I guess there's that, and we'll hope something comes from it. But it's going to be an interesting weekend with the storms moving in. It's like week one. We saw the games cancel for lightning. This might be a weird week where we see weather play into it. Uh, my impassioned plea to anyone who's in the path of this thing, if they tell you to evacuate, get out of there. Like, don't don't write it out. We the, we've seen the horror stories from that. So if you're if you're a listener and you actually pay attention to one thing we say, hashtag just the tip, evacuate if there's a hurricane about to hit your house. Yeah, get the hell out of there and get to Austin because that's where Come we're going to gonna Austin. Be. We're going to be partying. We're going to have free beer. We're handing it out with the Longhorn Hellraisers. Definitely want to do that instead of a hurricane. All right, we talked about a lot of games that have been canceled or affected because of Hurricane Francis. We still have a heavy schedule of games this weekend, Mello. We're going to pick them. We're going to preview them. We're going to preview them, then pick them, I guess. Exactly. It wouldn't be much fun if we told you who's going to win, then preview the games. (laughs) Yeah, you usually don't go in that order. I think my brain goes alphabetical, though, like pick and preview. Yeah, mine just goes with which where it is first. We're going to preview them, and then we will pick them. We are doing much better. We had a good week last week. Rebound. Except for we are both currently on the year six and four. This is like when Trump does infrastructure week. You know, it's like <laughs> we need a rebound. It's infrastructure week. This week is infrastructure week. Damn it. We need to get I want to be double digit wins Monday morning. Yeah, me too. That's the goal here. And I, I think I can do it. I'm very confident in my picks. I didn't look at the spread a whole lot this week. But I think I can come out on top on at least four games for the second week in a row. Yeah, let's do it. So number five for me, USC at Texas, the game we will be at, which is going to be impacted by rain. Uh, we, we've been watching the forecast. We're going to have like the weather channel type jackets for this game because it's going to be you're going to see me standing up live with Mello recording me <laughs> with a stick mic. You know, we're in the eye of the storm, Jim, and we're getting blown over at DKR. Yeah, I'm going to get hit by a stop sign or something like <laughs> right, that. That shit you see. It's going to be great. It's going to get hit by a beer uh, because that's, uh, that's the only thing that's going to be flying in the air. Hope hopefully. so. Hey, if you're at the tailgate and you see us, shout us out and then toss us a beer. Toss Maybe us. Don't, don't throw th- it. But just let me know. And we tried to get this going last year. Hashtag toss me a beer. Like just toss. Yeah. Like you're thrown to a four year old. Yeah. Toss one. Toss one up. Underhanded. Yep. Underhand. Not overhand. <laughs> yeah. I'll grab it. I'll shotgun it. You toss me a beer. I will pop it and shotgun it right there. Yeah. So. Don't be a dickhead and just blindly <laughs> throw it at us. And then like shout our name. I do I that have... as a receiver drill. Coaching. You get them to turn around. Oh. And then you blow that whistle when the ball's about halfway through the air right. and they have to turn around and Our catch it. Our high school coaches do that to us. And you're, that will judge your instincts so <laughs> well of you turning balls there. And usually you just duck and yeah, find that thing. You find know. it fast or it'll uh, find your face. So USC, Texas. And uh, one, one more tangent. I am terrified because we have advertised that we're tailgating and you guys still have time to get in on this. We've advertised. We're even giving away two tickets, Mello. We have two free tickets. We're giving them away and they're great seats. And so people have to DM me to be like, hey, where are you guys tailgating? I am so afraid that it's going to be like someone who hates me on Twitter. It's like, hey, where are you going to be? And they're going to show up with like a baseball bat. Eric Flowers burner account is (laughs) going to hit you up and be like, oh, I'm in town. What are you doing? The guy from Mobile who wanted to fight me. Yeah. Do they play the Cowboys on Sunday night football? (sighs) I don't 
I think they do. I just don't know if it's in Dallas or not. You might want to start screening those DMs. They do. Yeah, because he's in the area. Shit. Oh, shit. He hates me. I don't think I can protect you against Eric Flowers. I've seen his punch. You're good. <laughs> you just go. He might try to trip you on the way, but you're fine. You're we can guy. definitely get around him. Like right. We don't have to fight him. No problem. <laughs> so first game we're picking, USC at Texas, and this hurts my heart. But I want to be right about this game. I'm going to pick USC. I, I think the weather will affect it. Texas is very beat up, and this is my team. I love the Longhorns. I bleed burn orange, but I like being right more. USC beats Texas at home. And I I think this game will be closer than uh, maybe what the spread says or what you're thinking right now because of the weather. I think Texas can be the more physical team if they can run the ball with Ellinger and get some of those other guys involved like Ingram, the freshman. I kind of, for the game, I hope it's a downpour because that will help Texas. I do not want to stand out in the rain for just hours and watch them get their asses kicked. I would probably agree with you on the USC thing, but I still, I hope Texas can pull it out. It feels like you're hedging. Would you just make a pick, please? I <laughs> I would pick Texas to okay. win. Okay, ooh. Just because I think USC is a little beat up. They have a freshman quarterback Who's coming hurt? into Austin. But I will not lie, Texas has looked like shit all year long. Yes. I have not been impressed with them. Not one facet of their game has looked good. We should so. have both picked this game since we're going to be there. And it could be like the dividing line. Oh, yeah. But it's too late because you have a game <laughs> that you're picking. <laughs> right. So I am going with Texas there. But that doesn't count against my record. <laughs> Must be nice. Because I'm picking the Ohio State and TCU game. This is another game that we thought about going to. But we will see both of these teams later this year, so we opted not to. Ohio State gets their first real look at a defense. Gary Patterson, it might not seem like it, but they actually play defense in the Big 12, and TCU does it probably the best out of any of them. So I want to see what he can do against the Ohio State team. They're going to score points, but I don't expect them to put up 70 or 45. I think it's going to be like a 38-17 win for Ohio State. Yeah, I'm excited to see TCU has Ben Bonagu, their edge yes. rusher, and Ty Summers, their linebacker. They're both draft prospects that we have to pay attention to. So I'm excited to see them. Excuse me. And then Jeff Gladney, their corner, is a really good defender as well. So Ohio State has not seen that type of defense. No, they have Oregon State and whoever they played last Rutgers. week. Rutgers. Yeah, okay, yeah. Who lost to Kansas. Right. So that's how good <laughs> no, they, they are. They play them this, they play week, this week. They're going to lose to Kansas. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So it will be more of a test. I love Ohio State's defense. Uh, Damon Arnett and Kendall Sheffield are first-round corners. Obviously, Nick Bosa and uh, Deshaun Jones are first-rounders up front. Like, there is so much talent uh, up just all over that defense. Whatever they do offensively, Mike Weber's going to get going. Paris Campbell at receiver. And Dwayne Haskins has been unstoppable. This will be his first test. It's in Arlington at Jerry World. So that's another element of this. And that's a home game. Like if you're geographically challenged, Fort Worth, where TCU is at, <laughs> pretty close to pretty Dallas. Pretty close to Arlington, <laughs> where the Cowboys play. So it's going to be a home game for TCU. I still think Ohio State wins. Next one for me, and I, this was a substitute game because of the Boston College Wake game got moved. So I threw this one in late. Florida State at Syracuse. If you've been, I've been watching college football for, let's just say, 35 years. I would have never, short of Donovan McNabb, maybe, and Marvin Harrison at Syracuse picked them to beat Florida State, but I'm going to do it. Syracuse's quarterback is going off this year. 
Like if they weren't Syracuse, we might be talking about this dude as an All-American or maybe as a Heisman type candidate. He has been amazing. Eric Dungy is his name, and they have him as a runner, a passer. He is making things happen. I think he's good enough to beat at home a banged up Florida State team. I'll, I'll agree with you. Uh, I like Syracuse. I just, I don't know. I'm still waiting for Florida State to get their shit together. They have talent right. on that team, but they looked awful, just terrible this, just so far in the season. Yeah. So I, I like Syracuse too to win that game, especially if it's, it's at Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they can do it in the dome. Eric Dungy, you know whose boy he is. I don't. Tony Dungy's son. Is it really? Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. He had 200 yards <laughs> rushing week one, and then he bounced back with uh, yeah. 218 yards passing and five touchdowns week two. So I'm very, uh, I'm very high on Eric Dungy. You have, you have all the like marquee games this week, and I get like <laughs> Florida State Syracuse. Yeah, I just went down the line of the schedule and was like, what's going on? Next game for me, I'm going with Oklahoma. I have to pick these guys again. Oklahoma against Iowa State. I am waiting for David Montgomery to make an appearance this year. I tried to watch that shit show, Iowa versus Iowa State. It was one of the most boring games I've ever watched, so I had to change the channel. (laughs) But he hasn't done anything yet, so I want to see him get going against Oklahoma. He did it last year. He had a great game against them and was one of the best running backs in the nation. But he hasn't shown up, so I'm hoping to see him show up, and I hope to God Iowa State beats OU. That's a tough that's a tough one for Iowa State, and I know like this is probably OU's best team they've played so far, uh, because FAU and UCLA were jokes, and they were. They put a ton of points on them. Iowa score. Iowa State scored three points last week against Iowa. They are offensively challenged, and Iowa's a tough team. They always are. That the in-state rivalry is for real, and it was also their first game because their opener against South Dakota State got canceled. But you're right, Rodney Anderson, the OU running back, is out for the year with the injury. There is space now for someone like David Montgomery to fill that gap and maybe become the top running back in the nation from a draft perspective. He's got to do better than the 44 yards he had last week against Iowa. Right, right. And that's why I am picking, even though it pains me, I'm picking Oklahoma to win this game. Again, I don't think they score as many points as usual, what we're used to this season, but I do think they win easily. Would you like to say anything about their linebacker, Kenneth Murray, who liked a tweet that I sent out about how much you hate Norman, Oklahoma. It's the worst city in the world. And if we stop through there, let me on campus. I will take a shit on it. <laughs> there you go, Kenneth Murray. Uh, you, when you listen to this, we will already be through campus. So <laughs> thank God because you'd kill me. <laughs> he is. He's a pretty good linebacker. So, but we appreciate you liking our tweets. All right. Number three game for me, Vandy at Notre Dame. This is a no brainer for me. I was. Uh, I know I said before the year, I think Notre Dame's overrated. They came out and spanked Michigan. And then they like played down last week. So maybe I maybe we don't know who the real Notre Dame is at this point. I don't know that Vandy's really the test that you need for that. So I, I think Notre Dame wins. Uh, it doesn't have to be pretty. You know, like they barely beat Ball State. And Brandon Wimbush had an awful game, but their defense is still so good. And they have a running back, uh, James Gilbert, who went off in that game, number 34, uh, no, wait, that's I'm an idiot. Those are the wrong notes. Jafar Armstrong went off and Tony Jones Jr. went off as well. Those mm-hmm. are the notes for this game. And I think they can carry this team even when when Bush th- throws three picks. So Notre Dame and an easy one. Well, and it's at Notre Dame. So that makes it very tough. I really I don't know why I have this weird fascination with Vanderbilt, but I love their football team. 
That's probably it. It's just pulling at my heartstrings there, (laughs) and it's Jay Cuddy. I like Vanderbilt, and I'm... I almost want to pick them. I'm glad that's not my game uh, because I think Vanderbilt can. Just I'm waiting for Notre Dame to overlook somebody, and I really didn't think they were a good football team just from what I've seen and what I expected Wimbush to do. So, Same. If, and Derek Mason is a hell of a coach. If it were my game to pick, I would pick Vandy. Ooh, there you go. But it's not because I have LSU <laughs> at Auburn, which good, is good a, luck. a great game. Yeah. I, I don't know what time this game starts, but I hope we get a chance to see it or at least check in. I'm waiting for Jared Stidham to just come out blazing against this LSU defense, but this is one of the most athletic defenses I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, Auburn could not protect Stidham against Washington. He was getting just killed. He was running for his life. So if Jared Stidham gets some pass protection, I think Auburn wins this game, but they do not cover the spread. Right now... Thursday night, they're at a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is going to be a very close game. I do think Auburn wins because they get that home field advantage, but this is going to be a good one. I I really want to watch this game. If we don't get to see it Saturday, I will definitely be going back and watching it. Good news, it's at 2.30. So right when we start tailgating, when those first natties are open, we'll probably be watching Auburn LSU. Uh, I think that were this game at a neutral site, I would have a very hard time picking it. But it's at Auburn. And you're right. right. LSU is talented on defense. You've you've got Devin White. You have Greedy Williams. I think the loss of Chase on the edge rusher is huge in this mm-hmm. one because maybe Auburn can't protect better. But I have to go with my boy Stidham at home. I think they get it done. And I'm glad that's not going to count against I me. Just, I don't know that LSU can score enough points to beat yes. Auburn. They like. have to come out as fired up as they did week one against Miami. Yeah. If not, if they come out even a little flat, Stidham's too good. No, and this Auburn defensive line is pretty good themselves. So, like, they have some guys on defense. If they can hold on to the ball and protect Stidham, I think they can win. But LSU is no joke. That's going to be a very good game. But I am picking Auburn at home. Yeah, so I have Boise State, Oklahoma State. Not a game you would normally think would be on the schedule. Boise has been unstoppable this year. 56 on Troy. 62 points on UConn last week. I'm going to pick them to win in Oklahoma State this weekend. I think they get it done. Brett Rippon at quarterback. They're too good. Boise State is just a juggernaut offensively. I think they are going to be able to put up major points. Love their running back, Alexander Madison. As a a college running back, he's going to be electric. against an Oklahoma State team that you talk about not being able to score. I don't know if they can keep up with Boise State. They lost their top three receivers. Justice Hill is a very good college running back. He is. He's a little guy. But he's a good running back. He is. I don't know if they can score enough to get it done, so I, I have to go with Boise State in this one. Can you imagine how, road. how pissed Mike Gundy would be if they lose to Boise State? Like It's going to be great. I, I like him as a coach, <laughs> but he's going to be so fired up if they do lose this game. I, I like to see Justice Hill and what he can do if he can keep doing it against a real football team. He's not torching Missouri State this week, so Boise State, yeah. they can play. And Shout I out to our buddy it. Jared Bishore, the safety at most state, though. He's homegrown. Yeah. he yeah Loyal Oops. to the soil. <laughs> Next game on the schedule, shout out to the intern, Alabama at Ole Miss. This was a game uh, a couple of years ago that was very good when old Bo Wallace was there yes. just carving up them Bama boys. <laughs> But Bo Wallace ain't there anymore, and Bama looks good. I don't expect Jalen Hurts to play in this game, and I expect Bama to win pretty easily, uh, but I just don't think there's 
enough on that Ole Miss defense for them to stop Alabama. One of my favorite Bo Wallace notes, uh, when all the talk was happening, the the Deshaun Watson draft, right? It was Watson, Trubisky, Mahomes, and there was a lot of lot of pushback on social media about who the best quarterback was. And Daniel Jeremiah tweets out this, this photo, and it's a stat of, and everyone would bring up Watson versus Alabama, how good he was versus Bama, right? Mm-hmm. You know who, the two quarterbacks who are better versus Bama than Deshaun Watson, Bo Wallace and Johnny Manziel. Woo. And so it was like, you really want to use this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is what, this is what your, your line in the sand is? Nah. So hat tip to DJ for just having the balls to do that. But I'm with you. Ole Miss has some talent at receiver. They have AJ they really Brown. Do. They have DK Metcalf. They have some dudes at receiver. None on defense. I think yeah. Alabama steamrolls these guys, even in Oxford. If you're a Bama fan, tailgate and then go check out the ladies because this football game is going to be boring. I, I totally agree with you there. And maybe stick our top five tailgate tips. Maybe that makes it. That's our top. I didn't. That's our top five this week. Oh, yeah. We did Good job to do me. something. Yep. Good job, me. I'm such a great host. <laughs> Last game for me, Rutgers at Kansas. One of my Woo, uh, game of the week. One of my favorite memories as a, a college football scout and analyst. Um, the company I worked for before Bleacher Report, there's a lot of KU alums that go there, a lot of them. And uh, my my boss at the time and one of my best friends from work say, hey, it's KU Nebraska this weekend. Like, let's, we got an extra ticket. You want to go with us? You know, you can. They knew scouting was a hobby of mine. Like, you can at least scout Nebraska, right? It'd be fun. And this was during the who's the short quarterback that Redding? Todd Reising. Todd Reising at Kansas. And oh, yeah. Kansas absolutely stomped Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, just destroyed. I think they put like a 70 burger on him or something. It was ridiculous. Uh, 76 39 was the score. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was an amazing game. That's the only Kansas game I've ever been to. That whole story is to say, I'm going to pick Kansas to win. They are unstoppable right now for Kansas. Yeah, they are. So, they just won a road game, right? Thing. They beat Rutgers on the road. I'm all in. I think they're actually favorited in this game. It's Saturday at home. There's going to be 40 people in the stands. It's going to be rocking yeah. in Lawrence. Um, at least 12 of them will be the basketball team. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I do think that Kansas is going to come out. I think they could be Rutgers. I don't know. I actually I haven't watched any Kansas game this They're year. They're number one in, Big 12, in the Big 12 right now. Or, did you know that? I did not know that. But I would just I would think that a Big 10 team could come into Lawrence and win. But I don't know. This isn't the Kansas team that I'm used to. They're in, winning ball games. So. Yeah. Whatever. You know, they're number one in the Big 12 because everyone's oh no in Big 12 play. <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a real stat. Somebody's going to tweet me. <laughs> so I wanted to, that was a joke. I just let them fly. Yeah. Let I'm, them figure out if I'm being real or not. Yeah. So can't the, the Kansas Jayhawks pulling together a win streak if yeah. they come through here? I do love Lawrence. Uh, I, I like Lawrence. I like Manhattan better. There's these two small towns in Kansas that are not close to Kansas City, and there's major universities there. Yeah. Manhattan as a drinking town better than Lawrence. I've never been to either one of them. Really? Uh, we should maybe do a K-State game. Aggieville in Manhattan is it's like the smallest version of 6th Street in Austin, but like for rednecks. Sounds like downtown Joplin. No, but yeah, <laughs> but if everyone wore cowboy boots. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you'll love it. It'll be great. We <laughs> should definitely do that. Sounds like a great time. You really sold it to me. Next game, Pac-12 matchup. Washington goes to Utah. 
I expect Washington to get their game rolling. I know they play like one of the Dakotas last week. I don't even remember which one. But I think this is their chance to get the ball going, get it to Gaskins, balance out their offense a little bit. I don't expect them to lose a game really for the rest of the season. Yeah. Stanford's going to be a tough one. But I liked this Washington team scouting them over the summer. I think they lost to a very good Auburn team. Who just happens close to, game. Yeah, they like I said earlier, they really got after the quarterback, and I think they can do that again at Utah. So I think Washington is gonna win this game this week. Yeah, that is a tough game to pick. Utah, like I said before, is always dirty on defense. They're always talented, even if they don't have big names. I'm with you though. I think Washington, after going 45-3 on North Dakota last week, they have some confidence. The game is in yep. Utah, which is is always kind of a difficult place to play. But I, I, I think Washington is too well coached. You have a veteran quarterback, veteran running back. They're going to figure out their problems on the offensive line without Trey Adams. You're getting a lot more comfortable up there now in week three to where it's not this massive loss like it was against Auburn. I think they do figure it out. I'm with you. Huskies win. All right, y'all. We have a top five for you this week that is a lot of fun. I went on a mini rant last week when it came to top fives and said, listen, we give you guys 45-ish minutes of football talk every week, sometimes 60 Give me 15 minutes to just not talk about football. I like I need to decompress. There's going to be a week I do top five like wartime presidents or top five secretaries. You're going to have to do that on your own. <laughs> like, I need a break from football sometimes. This week's top five, though, it's both. It's it's party time and it's football time. It's top five. It's the mullet of top five. It really is. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> the, the mullet of top fives. That's how we're promoting this show. Uh is top five tailgate tips. We are big tailgaters. We're going to be doing it in Austin this week. We're going to be at TCU Iowa State in Fort Worth in two weeks. Two weeks after that, we're going to be at LSU Georgia, which is at LSU. I'm saying these backward. It feels like. <laughs> and then we're going to do our uh, Pitt State at Missouri Southern right here in Joplin, Missouri, November 10th. And then November 24th, we're going to be Michigan at Ohio State. So five tailgates we're doing this year, plus a Chiefs tailgate in December. Six tailgates we're doing this year. We're pros. Have a lot of tailgates. We are pros. We have defined roles when we tailgate. I am the planner. Like, I'm strategy. You know, I, I'm the logistics guy. This is what we need. This is how much it's going to cost. I'm going to have to pay for it all. We're, this is what we're doing. You are the, let me show up and grill. Yeah. You are the grill master. Give me them tongs and a spatula, and I'll make magic happen. So these are our top five tips. Number five for me, this is very important. Come early. You do the research. Get on the Google machine and you find out what time do those gates fucking open. Get in line five minutes before then. We tailgated Chiefs Raiders early December in Kansas City. It's beautiful outside. It's like 30 degrees at 530 in the morning. We were no sun. It's dark outside. We were one of the first trucks through the gate into Arrowhead. And it was one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah, we got to pick where we wanted to park. Right. We, like, cruised the parking lot yeah, not because by no them, one not else by was them. there. Yep. Maybe by them. Maybe by <laughs> them. Let's pull in C. Nope. Okay, no, let's move. Yeah, All right, I we'll didn't like their music. <laughs> let's move somewhere else. Get there early. If you're going to go, go all out. Like, don't be the people, oh, we're going to show up at 1030. Game's at noon. No. No. Commit. Exactly. Commit to excellence. Pull an Al Davis. If you're going to do it, do it right. Get there early. It's worth it. You get to sit outside and drink with your friends. Exactly. And and there's football. food and then there's football and there's also drinking, which leads me to my number five. Bring a tool that en- that enables you to shotgun beers. I don't care what it is. You probably have keys on you. I know they make some devices. If you're at a tailgate, at least for me, I'm going to be shotgunning beers and I'm going to be inviting people to our tailgate to do it. 
Because that's a pretty damn good move, actually. Yeah. I have this bottle opener, and it's on my one of my keychains because I'm a janitor and have four. But it has like a, I, I think it's to be like a screwdriver tip. It's kind of like a, a knife point almost. It's a shotgun tool. Yeah, That's really. You for. just poke it in the bottom and, of the can. And I would add on to that. You also need something to open bottles because someone's going to oh. show up with a Corona or something. Right. And you're going to be like, fuck. You can use in your, if you have the vehicle in the door that has the the U-shaped bracket where the door latches. So it's like the, the you know, if you have a four-door car, it's in the middle. You can use that. To open a beer. You just find you a lady that can do it with, with her, her teeth. Mouth. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know all the Bleacher Report backpacks they give us come oh, yeah. with a beer bottle opener? Yep. I'm looking at mine yeah. right yeah. now. They know. <laughs> they know the brand. So the right utensils are very important. I would just say that across the board. That's a good move. Like, don't be... Th- I've done it before and we showed up with no, like, forks and spoons. And we're like, oh, fuck. We've learned over the years. Yeah. Like, our... I think our first tailgate, we went with like hardly anything, like just a grill and some hamburger meat, and we've grown. Yeah, that was just me and you. Yeah, that was the when your your burgers were so good, but they were so greasy that we put our fire out. Yeah, because we had like a miniature tiny yeah. ass grill. I don't know what happened? Barely fit two cheeseburgers. Yeah, we were probably still married then. We've learned a lot since then. So number four for me, and this is like I said, I do logistics for our tailgate. So I think, okay, how much beer do we need? We're gonna be there for. Let's say we're going to be there for six hours. That's what happened at the Chiefs tailgate. There's going to be five guys times six hours times how many beers I think we're going to drink and give out in that amount of time. So do the math on that. That's how much beer you need. Buy one more case. Yeah, that's what I would say. Whatever not two. Whatever you think and then add two more. So because here's what happened to us last year. We had the right, exact right amount of beer for the Chiefs Raiders game. And then we went in and we came out and there's such a like that mad rush at the end of the game. Everybody wants to go home. The move, sit there and have a couple more beers and just wait, just chill, play catch, whatever. Let everyone else get out of the stadium. Let, let your, you know, your blood alcohol drop back down. Then get out of there. If you have extra beer, you can enjoy it at that time. And also you are going to share beer. Yeah, like, that's what like. And if you're not, don't go. We talked about inviting people over to your tailgate or sometimes you even trade beer because people will be like, oh, I have this disgusting beer. You guys have Natty Light. I'll trade you. And then you just say, you know what? You can just have one of our Natty Lights. (laughs) Exactly. It's important. So whatever you're, oh, we're going to need 100 beers. Yeah, take 150. Yeah. Or if you need to trade beers for some other product that you're missing, like maybe you forgot a lighter, we'll say. Yes. You can trade it. We've had this happen where we had to trade beers and some cash for other things. Yeah, for other products that you might have at a tailgate that don't require you to drink. My number four go-to tailgate tip is check your weather conditions because I do not tailgate in July or August. Maybe not September. I will not do it. Well, we're going to. (laughs) It's going to rain. It's fine. But good tailgates happen in November, December. Like that's the prime time to do it. I don't know that there's a wrong time, but I love layering up and going out when it's cold. You talked about the Chiefs game when it's like 30. Like that's me in my natural habitat. Just bear. Cold as fuck outside. And I have like some bib overalls on, a stocking cap. And then by the end of the game, I have on a (laughs) t-shirt and some jeans. Right. That is exactly, I got two layered last year in our RIP Dan 
was in like eight layers of clothes and then could not pee. Dude because, had on two pairs of sweatpants. Yes, and jeans. Yes. And then like a hoodie over a hoodie and two hoodies on. <laughs> and it's like, you, how can you shed? I, I'm with you. I, at that game, I ended up down to uh, a long sleeve, uh, like a thermal, a t-shirt, and my bibs. I mean, it was freezing cold when we got there at yeah, 5.30 a.m., so before the sun came up, it was cold. But then the sun comes up and it peaks over the little horizon. You get some heat off the up. parking lot and you can start shedding some clothes. I recommend cold weather games. It's not as bad as you think. You hear 30 degrees and you think this is going to be terrible, but you're around a fire. You're drinking. I will say you're not going to be that cold. Remember that first Chiefs Raiders game we went to was eight degrees outside. Yeah, that, that was, was bad. We that had was... put cardboard under our feet because it was so cold that it was, you would absorb the cold. But it wasn't that we were prepared for it because we layered. So exactly. that's a good tip. Number three, you started to touch on this. It's a community. Tailgating is about the cars around you as much as it is you. It, it's you're, You have something in common. You're all a fan of this team. Be neighborly. Some of our greatest memories at tailgates are when we become friendly with the group next to us. Or you got people walking around. Uh, there was a time we had two kegs from our friends at Boulevard. We had a ton of food. And people would just walk by and be like, oh, shit, those guys have a keg. And be like, yeah, you want like you yeah, a beer? You want a cup? We got them. Yeah. And that like that, you're there to make friends, to throw a party, to have fun. Be neighborly. Don't be the guy who like huddles around his grill with his back to everyone. Like you, you're there to make friends, to have a great time, and share. Don't be afraid to share. You got a girl's number last year because she walked over and was like, hey, you guys have ketchup. We forgot ours. Can we borrow some? I thought you were talking about the shotgun girl. That was a different number you got last year. <laughs> but sometimes, like, you just have, like like you said, you got a product somebody forgot. You got matches, extra charcoal, ice, ketchup. It's trash. We always have a ton of it because I don't need it. <laughs> Like everyone be, else does, right, though. Right. So be that person who's like, oh, yeah, we got you. We're cool. Like, let's just have fun. We're all friends here. Yeah. And then your tailgate grows. It turns into a block party. Like, oh, before you know it, your whole row or, you know, like five or six cars around you, everybody's mingling together. Like, that's the way to do it. So be neighborly. Yeah. While you're being neighborly, you're going to need yourself some tables. I don't care if you're Bill's Mafia and you're going through those motherfuckers <laughs> or what. You just you need some tables. For me, it's beer pong. Hey, yes. I want to do that. And also, just for your setup, it's so inconvenient if you're trying to cook on the grill and get people food. You need a place where you can set up all your stuff and have your plates, your chips, your drinks, whatever. Take some tables, even if you do plan on going through them at the end of the day. If you're going to light them on fire and jump through them, yeah. you need to take a table. Whatever you want to do with them, right. you're going to need a table. And like when I used to have a truck, and we could use my tailgate as well, now I have an SUV. Uh, not as convenient, I think, for tailgating. Um, it'll be nice to block the wind a little bit, but uh, I think tables are super important. We have. Uh, it was not very expensive, and they're not paying us, so I'm not going to tell you where I got it. But you can Google and get professional beer pong tables that fold yep. out. And we sometimes will multi-use them to like eat on. Uh, one year we set up a, we got there for breakfast. So we did a breakfast bar with Bloody Marys, mimosas, and screwdrivers. So you need a, you need a beverage table and a food table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Like one for games, one for yeah. food setup. Yeah, absolutely. Number two for me are the games because you can't like, I'm cool to stand in a spot for six hours and drink. You know this about me, but I like to show off my cornhole skills, and it's another way to be neighborly. Hey, we got bags. Y'all want to play? Or 
You want to shotgun beers? You want to do beer bongs? Like, what do you want to do? I'm here to, to do it. Like, if you, whatever game, uh, Polish golf, you horseshoes. I mean, I'll play. What's the, the I don't bat care. spin game where you spin around the bat and then chug it? I don't remember that one. I'm not good at it. And I know that you did that a couple years ago. Hey, I'm telling you, if you don't have games at your tailgate, it's boring. I probably, I think I have ADD. So shout out to all the listeners <laughs> yeah. who probably also do. I'll get bored. So after I'm done cooking, if there's no game to play, I'm just going to start shotgunning beer and then gonna shit's going to get out of hand. <laughs> so you got to have some games to keep me entertained and keep everybody else entertained there. Like you're with your friends. It's cool. You can stand around and talk, but you also need something going on just in case you run into a dull moment or a little lag in your tailgate. And maybe your buddy, Austin, will bring his girlfriend you're meeting for the first time and they will stop and buy it. You remember they brought those tiny Cans. Mini Bud Lights yeah. or whatever. I think we were taking pictures holding his cans. It made me feel like Andre, <laughs> Andre the, Giant. the Giant. Right? I could shotgun this beer in three seconds. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like the only time I was good at shotgunning was when Austin and Franklin brought the tiny beer. So, uh, hat tip to them for that. Next one for me, like I've said and like you've said, Matt, I man the grill. And for the first couple of years trying to learn and pack for a tailgate, we always brought small grills. So I ended up either like sitting on my ass in a parking lot or trying to set it up on a, a tailgate. Bring a real grill, a tall grill that you can stand there and actually use. I know they sell those little ones. Don't buy them. No. They're worthless. Spend the extra 30 bucks and get yourself a real grill that you can stand and use because you're going to need it. You don't want to be crouched over trying to cook cheeseburgers or... No. Breakfast burritos, whatever you it is. Also that you also don't want to look like an amateur. Like I don't know what your like what what your play is, but like when I was single and you're a single guy, you go to a tailgate, you want to mingle with the ladies. You can't be the guy ass crack out exactly over a fucking mini grill that looks like my kid could use. You want to be a man with a big grill, and I wish someone sponsored this because I keep almost saying the type of grill that <laughs> right, you have. Too. And it's so it's you have such a great tailgate grill, but they're not going to pay me to say their name. Unless they hear this, then they can, and I'll retroactively say it. Take a, a grill, a man-sized grill, and here's a note that I would add to that, and I, I think I had this in our notes originally. Use charcoal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use propane. So much can go wrong with propane, number one, as I have experienced in <laughs> very recently. Number two, charcoal stays hot longer, and it will. this will always happen. You'll cook your food for your friends. You'll eat. And then someone will either show up late or someone will walk by and you're being neighborly and you're, they're like, hey, you got any more? Like, hey, yeah, we'll throw a couple more brats on there. It's still hot. Yeah. I'm with you all the way on charcoal. Like charcoal I've always been a charcoal guy. Charcoal. Because guess what doesn't happen? There's never a situation where you can't start a fire and cook over it. Yeah. And like you, you get said, a bad tank of propane, you're fucked. Those cold days huddling around oh, yeah. a, a warm grill or... I caught my hand on fire last year to tailgate. Couldn't yeah. have done that with propane. I, I burnt through a glove because I tried to take the grate off, but yeah. whatever. Shit yeah. happens, but we're still here. <laughs> Power through. Number one for me, and this is very important because we've we've referenced it a lot. We've tailgated at Chiefs games before. Uh, we, we've tailgated all over. Most importantly, adopt the home team. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm a 49ers fan. You're not a Chiefs fan. Nope. But when you go to Kaufman, or Kaufman, when you yes. go to Arrowhead, <laughs> same parking lot. When you go to Arrowhead, you are a Chiefs fan. Adopt the team. Oh, yeah. I buy, like, a cheap-ass Chiefs hoodie, and I yep. wear it. I buy a red flannel. 
I wear it, yep. and I mingle with the Chiefs fans. I, I yell, yell at Raiders the Raiders fans. fans. Yes. Like, I'm all in. I'm invested. I'm, I learn the chants yeah, like I'm, I've been going there for my whole life. I'm a super fan on that right. Sunday. Yes. I might paint my face this year for the Chiefs game. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, after tailgating with the Hellraisers, maybe we learn how to paint faces, and I that becomes wait. our thing. I, I think this is very important, though. Like, Be enthusiastic. Have fun. Become a fan of the team, even if you're not one. Yeah, I mean, just let loose. Enjoy the atmosphere. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Like, get on board with whatever they got going on. Yep. Last tip, my number one tip. We did this last time, and we will always do it. From now on, plan for two meals at your tailgate. So if you're going to an early game, you're going to want to hit up breakfast first. Make yourself some breakfast burritos. Put some bacon in a skillet. Oh, God. You're all set. It sets the mood off right. We even did screwdrivers. Plan for two meals. Then later in the day, have yourself a nice little early lunch before you go in. You save money because you're not buying food in the game. You're drinking more. You have a a whole options of things that you can do. If it's a night game, do lunch, then dinner. But plan for two meals. I would love to tailgate for a night game. Oh, that would would be great. OBR Saturday. Yeah, that's uh, oh, yeah. conveniently oh, yeah. timed out. Huh. I was just saying, like, God damn, a night game would be amazing. You're right, though. Uh, what, the, the best tailgate we've ever thrown, we were super prepared, and everyone made fun of us because you and I were messaging in our group message for weeks about this tailgate. And it's guess what's going to happen this year when we do it? Just a warning to all our friends who listen yep, to this you're show. welcome. Yeah. We had, I made breakfast burritos on the grill, let you drink and set up the drink station, right? You got the music going. I'm cooking breakfast burritos. We had fucking bacon. Uh, we had potatoes. I scrambled eggs. Like we had legit breakfast burritos. And then guess what? We tapped out and we started drinking together. You and I started working the crowd. We started drinking whiskey with people. We started playing cornhole. And then about 11 o'clock, you throw some broths on the grill. Boom. You get to eat one more time before you go in. You don't have to pay $15 for that shitty ass stadium food. Two meals is the way to go. It is, and we will always do it from here on out. All right. I really wanted to do this segment while driving, but our, our lovely producer, Whiskey Dan, told us that we probably should not drive and do draft. Yeah, something draft. about it being unsafe. I, I don't, don't even... I get a hold of a microphone in one hand to drive in the other. Yeah, and a beer in the other. Yeah, there are three. <laughs> in Missouri, the <laughs> passengers can drink. Oh, there's no open container law in Missouri, so uh, don't... You Google it. I'm serious about that. But we decided not to do it. So we're still in the office. Draft on draft questions. We got a lot of really good ones this week. I'm excited. Let's dive right in. Our buddy Ben Arndt, who owns a game-worn mellow yeah, does. football that, t-shirt. And that's one of a kind. It is. Literally one of a kind. You should have numbered it. Oh, oh, sure. one, yeah. oh, oh, one. All right. His question. I've never got a good answer to this. Why did Jimbo Fisher leave Florida State? I think it's all about the money, money, money. He got Show a, me the money! He got a big-ass contract from Texas A&M. Yes, and apparently, if you read the fake news, they're the most... Uh, they're mind profitable? Pro- yes. Yeah. Say the most uh, profitable college in the nation now. Yeah. Which is total it. bullshit. Doubt that. But they were able to give Jimbo Fisher a 10-year contract in college football. That's guaranteed. Like, that's unheard of, and it's $75 million. So, yeah, I'm leaving Florida State in this shitty and team. He's struggling at Florida State. Right. Like He yeah. might have even seen the writing on the wall. Like This team's not going to be very good next year. I'm going to go ahead and strike while the iron's hot like yep. these college running backs should be doing. And if you're going to give me $75 million, I'm going anywhere you want. 
I would go to A and M for seventy five. I would go mil. to Mars for seventy five. I would do that for free. Yeah, I would too. I really would. But A and M, yeah. You I would go to Syria for $75 million. Like, I don't know. Yeah, where do I need to go? <laughs> With American flag just draped over right. my back. Good. All-American sniper, this shit. All right. At uh, Breed on Right 2 wants to know, what's the best way to get into college football? I really want to because I love the NFL and the draft, but I'm not sure how to get hooked. I think you look for your marquee games. You, rivalry week. Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, Notre Dame. Uh, we've said before, like Virginia Tech, watch a night game at Virginia Tech. Try to just fall in love with the tradition and pageantry of college football because it's so different than the oh, NFL. Yeah. Like, you don't get that. Like, you don't get 112,000 people anywhere in the NFL. You watch a game at the Big House or the Horseshoe or the Rose Bowl. Like th- There's just a passion there that's not there at the NFL, which is so corporate. And for me, it's it's all about Saturdays, the whole day. Because you if you wake up here Central Time, 8 a.m., Game Pre-game starts. And then at 11, you get your first game. You can watch three, four, maybe even five games in one day. You don't have to say, okay, I have my noon game and I got my 3.30 game or whatever, and then I'll maybe stay up for the Sunday night game. That way you get three games. College football, you have a full slate of games all day long, and there's it, nothing beats it. If you get a good primetime game at night, it's the With best. the right guy calling it? Yeah. Oh. So I even like, I really like Herb Street. He's no Gus Johnson. Watch a Gus Johnson. Oh game. my God! You're you'll have a heart attack. He's going to be doing the Texas USC game. I'm sure. I want to be the guy in the stands with the the headphones on, listening to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bring a radio and just sit yeah. it on your shoulder and <laughs> listen to Gus Johnson. Shit. I love Gus Johnson, but I do think the and maybe like oh, it's a guy. Like pageantry is not a word that you would think of when it, you talk about college football, but. but Go to Notre Dame in October and watch them play USC and tell me you don't get a hard on. Like, you can't do it. Like, yeah, and like you said, even Michigan, who I know we've talked a lot of shit on this year, but go to a game up there. Like, that's, yeah. that has to be amazing. Or even in Austin this weekend when they play USC Great. because we will be there once again. Watch the 2006 Rose Bowl. That's yeah. how you become a college football fan. Yeah, right? for real. Done. Problem solved. Uh, we got one question here. Uh, no name. That was probably me. If you could coach any NFL team, who would it be? And if you could coach any college team, who would it be? Hey, NFL team, I would look for a loyal group of owners. The Packers. And I was thinking the Steelers. Like yeah. they just they don't turn over their coaches. You're gonna get some time there where you can really build on something. So I was gonna go with the Steelers. I think they are a very good, consistent organization. And they're they're always good. The players want to play there. They have some tradition. So I'm going I with used the Steelers. To get asked a lot like, hey, if you ever wanted to get back, or if you ever want to get into the league as a scout or whatever, where would you? Who be your top pick? And I've always said it'd be the Packers. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want to go for a, a team that has all the the history, the you know traditions, and like I need to live in the North. Like I can't go to <laughs> yeah, the South somewhere like, where it's cold. Yeah, I can't live at Dallas. Like Jerry Jones, awesome. Would love it. I can't live in the South. I need to be somewhere where it snows a lot. So I would pick the Packers. College team, uh, Texas. I mean, obviously, Duh. Texas recruits like it should recruit for itself. Yeah. You are the university in the state of Texas. They should be able to get anyone they want. For some reason, they haven't been able to do it the last couple of years. But that is an obvious one. Texas, another great one. Maybe I just like the uniforms, but Iowa also. They had, has been, been there. two coaches in like 50 years. Exactly. And they've had some bad seasons, but the universities stick with them. So that, I think that'd be another. It would just be hard to recruit there. University of Washington would be number two for me because I went to their campus uh, a 
couple summers ago. Yeah. Holy God, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, like, and weather, again, whew, again for us. Like, it's one of those things, if I didn't have a family, I think of all these places, you know what? University of Montana. That's where I'd want to coach football. There you go. They had a really good program for yeah, a very long North time. North Dakota State. They exactly. have a very good program. Exactly. I'll go there. I'm cool with that. Next question from Chris Cutright on I Instagram. When doing a way too early mock draft, what do people bitch about the most? The draft picks or the draft order? I think it's got to be the draft the order. order. Like, I watch you get shit all the time. Like, oh, you think my team's going to be picking first? Yeah, you're the Buffalo Bills. You yeah. just got blown out right. by 40. What kills me is I will put, I've been doing this for probably three or four years. When I do a mock draft this time of year, I will take the Vegas uh, betting odds and flip them, right? So right, right now, the Jets are the least favorited, or they were, least favorited team to win the Super Bowl. So they would have the first pick. I will put that in the intro of the article. exactly, And then I will put it on the Jets content, like where I talk about their pick. I'd be like, hey, I don't think the Jets are going to have the first pick, but Vegas does, so they're picking here. And people will still be like, motherfucker, your mom should have aborted you. Why do you think the Jets are going to pick first? And I'm like, I got yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I outsource don't. this ranking. Yeah. So For this reason. <laughs> yeah, I watch you get hate on that all the time. I think for the most part, early in the draft, people are, are still like, oh, I don't really know these right. guys. Wait till January. People are oh, going to be yeah. like, you have Justin Herbert as your number one quarterback? You <laughs> Did yeah. you not see that one bad throw he had that one time in four years? Yeah, okay. Guys. I agree. With I think they get more pissed off about the order than they do the picks. Yeah. For sure. Uh, next one from our buddy Jared Brown, the best cornhole player uh, any of you will ever see. Uh, it's amazing. If you ever get the chance to play cornhole with Jared Brown, our, he, our it will blow you away. Our listener Mason Whitlock is coming to our Pitt State uh, Moso tailgate, and he keeps texting me like, "Hey, we're gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass at cornhole." You might, because I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be distracted. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be drunk. But you would not be Jared Brown. No, no. He's it's amazing. I thought I was like. Good. Yeah, right. You are. You're good, but no. <laughs> Jared is special. He's like LeBron James. Like, the minute you see the bag come out of his hand, you just know you're watching you know, greatness. I'm also good at beer pong. Yeah, you're pretty good at, like, drinking games, like, outdoor. That's probably why you like tailgating. Probably, because it's like, like you're just like the showboat. <laughs> right, that's like, it. What, like, boom, just sinking cups all day. Uh, his question was, build the best five-man flag football team. Your center is eligible as a receiver. And he must be an offensive lineman from a Power 5 school. So flag football team. So you need a quarterback. Yeah. So for me, I'm going with Stidham. I really like what he can do. And I think he's mobile. And that's important. In uh, I'm guessing this is a five-man team. For some reason, my brain went to this is flag football, right? Yeah. So quarterback can run. Yeah. So I'm going with Jared Stidham at quarterback. If you took Stidham, I would take Herbert. Because I think he's very accurate. And, you know, you're only... Worried about five defenders. My center is eligible. I'm gonna take Michael Jordan from Ohio State. He's six seven. <laughs> he I mean, could probably jump. I'm I mean, gonna throw it he's up. the airman. I'm going to take uh, someone from Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, I'm not even bullshitting. It is, but I have actually like information to back it up this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> David Edwards, their right tackle, who is a phenomenal blocker, was also a high school quarterback. So when he got recruited to Wisconsin, they said, hey, come play tight end. And then they were like, nah, why don't you go ahead and add 75 pounds and be one of the best tackles in the whole nation? So if your quarterback gets hurt, he can play quarterback. And he also has some experience as a tight end. So fill out your receiver core. I want, it's five, it's flag football. I want Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. 
Oh yeah, a little He's too quick. shifty. I, so I would go Nikhil Harry. I'm falling in love with this dude. Yeah, like what he can do after the catch. Okay, we've seen what he can do in the air going up yeah. for the ball, but he's right. shown some things after the catch if this it's year. Flag football. I want Colin Johnson from Texas because he's six five. Oh, just can you stiff arm? Yep. <laughs> yep. Just up top. So I have four players. I got Stidham. I got Nikhil Harry and David Edwards. Yeah, you. Knew. So I got three. Um, I would take. Uh, Devin White, the Ooh, linebacker. Yeah. Because these guys got to flip and they got to play defense. Back. That's they can a play great, both ways. Great call. Okay, I'm going to take Taylor Rapp then. Safety from Washington. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'll just fucking hurt somebody. <laughs> right, like, right. Um, my last guy, I'd probably just keep LSU and go Greedy Williams. Right, might as well. Get your shutdown corner. I'm sure that he can do enough for you on offense. Yeah. And catch the ball as well. That's a fun question. I like that. Uh, yeah, we should build more teams. Drop my beer. Uh, Todd Rice wants to know which NFL and college fan, which NFL and college teams have the best fans. Uh, maybe we're biased around here, but I really think Chiefs fans are incredibly loyal to that. And team. I say that is not a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I'm not a Chiefs fan either. I've talked ton of shit on their quarterback. I think Niners fans are awful. Yeah, I just they complain a lot. Like yes, every couple of years when they, you know. The NFL, you have your swings, you're good, and then you're yeah. bad, and you come back around, and they just don't seem to stick with it a whole lot. No. Uh, I'm with you. Chiefs, Packers. Raiders? Like, those Raiders fans, they're moving their team to Vegas, and they still showed up for week one, yeah. and were just crazy about seeing fucking John Gruden. Right. Um, man, college is hard, because I think all colleges have, like, good fans. I do. They're just so committed I to everything. I will talk a little shit about our team. I think Texas has, has gotten a little too corporate -y. Like, oh, let's worry about, you know, uh, boxes instead of the students. I think that's an issue. Um, I, I would actually, I, I, honestly, rant, I think all colleges have forgotten about their students. I wouldn't put Texas on the list either. They've been just fan base is so unhappy with what they've been doing lately. Yeah. They Fair gave weather. Charlie Strong three years to try to turn around a program. It didn't work. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Tom Herman. Like I mean, if, if he loses this weekend, I think he might even be on the hot seat. I am with you 100%. You can say like Alabama, but, but it's hard to be a bad fan when you're Alabama. Right. Before Saban, like their fan base wasn't that strong even. Yeah. I mean, Penn State fans. Penn State, yeah. They rioted to support Joe Paterno. Those yeah. are pretty good fans. <laughs> Those Ohio State fans even right. came out to support so, Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to that. I, I don't know. I loved Iowa. I thought the fans yep. in Iowa were Nebraska. amazing. Nebraska fans were great. The fans in Nebraska were some of the nicest people I've ever met. It was unreal. Like everyone talking about how Riley was doing a great job there when they actually sucked. I remember going to breakfast and getting the biggest yes. chicken fried steak I've ever had. And they're like, what are you boys in town for? Well, oh, we were just a sweet media. old couple. Yeah. Yeah. And loved them. Yeah. God, I, I miss Lincoln. We got to get back up there soon. Oh, another one just came to me. Florida State. But just their girl uh, fans, yes, because they have some of the most attractive fans at the games. Like I don't know what it's in the water. Uncle Brett just finding them in the in the student section <laughs> every weekend. Tweet welcoming Agent McCarran's I beautiful did, you wife. old creeper. <laughs> like what are you doing? I understand. I hope that it's probably just like a joke, and he's, he's making fun of himself. Yeah, but you man, know. it it kind of kind of came off the wrong way. Yep. All right, Isaiah Dukes. Looking back at the 2017 draft, how does it stack up to the others? I was looking back at it, and there is a lot of talent there. So, I mean, there is. I mean, 2017, and I think it's too early to say, like, Deshaun Watson is great because that happened. And I was actually talking to someone about that today. They were talking about Deshaun Watson. It was like, yeah, I mean, last year everybody was trying to make him the face of the league, and then 
He only played six games, so we got to wait and see. But Miles Garrett looks like he's going to be really good. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, eh, solid. Solomon Thomas has been awful. Leonard Fournette. Went healthy, very good. Corey Davis it looks like he's going to be able to make an impact. Jamal Adams is a stud. Christian McCaffrey is a stud. Pat Mahomes, Marshawn Lattimore, Watson. Malik Lattimer Cooper. might be one of the best corners. Just look at the Saints draft from yeah, 2017. Right. Like They had a very good draft, obviously, and we've talked about it before, but they they have some playmakers yeah. at everything, offensive line, corner, safety. They, they did it all that year. I think where 2017 is hurt is by like the, the depth at receiver was not very good. The depth at corner was not great. Like, Tredavious White had a good rookie year, but the Bills are awful right now. It, it was, I would say it was solid. I still think, uh, is it 2014 that I would say was the best draft I've ever seen? I think it was. I don't remember who was in that one. Yeah, I'm getting old. Not off the top of my head. Last year, though. I... Yeah, 2014 was Clowney. So it went Clowney, Greg Robinson, Blake Bortle, Sammy Watkins. But then it went Khalil Mack, Jake Matthews, Mike Evans, Anthony Barr, Taylor Lewan, Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, Ryan Shazier, Zach Martin, CJ Mosley. Like, if you didn't get a first rounder in that class. Yeah, there's just. I think 20, take a name out of the hat and you got a good player. Yeah. Except for the Rams. 2016, the first five picks have all made a Pro Bowl. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Joey Bosa, Zeke Elliott, Jalen Ramsey. And then that's, Ronnie Stanley, DeForest Buckner, and Jack Conklin are all so good. So maybe too. that's. The that first would eight be. picks were good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're still kind of waiting on the verdict for this 2017 draft. It looks like a very special one. I'm even kind of still big on the 2018 draft. I think we can have a lot of good rookies impact here. It's just the big-name quarterbacks. They're not getting on the field yet. Yeah, all right, we'll see. Sam Darnold looked pretty damn good. All right, Buckeye Season wants to know. He had two questions for us, and this dude might actually come out to our tailgate, so I'm excited. To, With to the name like Buckeye Season, right, you, you better, better be get there. your ass there. First question, he was wondering what me and you thought about Damon Arnett Jr. and Jordan Fuller for this year's draft class. He knows we're high on Kendall Sheffield, but wanted to know about Arnett and Fuller. I have Arnett uh, as a, a first, second round type guy. Uh, I actually really like Arnett, too. I don't know if he can play outside corner, right? but he will start immediately as a nickel corner in the NFL. Yeah. He is a physical guy who is not afraid to play nickel corner. And then Jordan Fuller, surprise, surprise, Ohio State's good at safety. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. So he, he's going to be... I haven't watched him enough to put a grade on him because he is a junior, and it's like we're just getting started into that, but definitely will. And I can tell you that he is on my my list of players to watch this season. So yeah, same. If you're on that as a junior, it's pretty good. I was trying to pull up real quickly and see if I had like an early grade on him, but uh, my... Google. Doc I mean, they're perfect. just, they are DBU until further notice. It's amazing what they're churning out there yeah. with guys like Arnett and Sheffield and Fuller. And then they even have some freshmen that are stepping up and already making plays in that secondary. So I'm very impressed with Arnett though. And I, I want to see how the NFL evaluates him and how they value his position because I do yeah. think he's probably a nickel corner, but a very, very good one. So I got my doctor, Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp are my top underclassmen safeties. And Damon Arnett uh, I have a note next to his name that he had the top grade of any underclassman corner outside of Trayvon Mullen at Clemson. There you go. So that's from a scout, not from me, because I, I haven't put grades on yet, but pretty good. Okay, his other question, and this is our last one uh, for the show tonight. His other question was, if you had to pick between Dwayne Haskins and Will Greer as an NFL quarterback based on what we've seen so far, who would you say is more suitable? So I like both of these quarterbacks, and I watched, no exaggeration here, maybe 10 minutes of film on them today. 
I would go with right now, Will Greer. I just think he's more NFL ready. He's the senior. If we're talking potential, I think Haskins really can do some special things. He's got a lot of work to do, though, mechanically. His feet are still not good. He has the arm talent, but he's still a little inaccurate. I think if he can come in and fix his feet and stay with some good footwork, he's going to be special. I think he should return, though, just based off what I've seen these first couple games. He's throwing the ball very well for a college offense, but as an NFL prospect, I think he needs to go back to school. I'm absolutely with you. I think if I had to pick right now, Greer is more of the sure thing. Haskins is like, you're betting big on we're going to be able to fix this guy and clean up a lot of issues. It's been great, but... We haven't seen him against much talent. Hopefully this weekend, uh, TCU will get to see, uh, I guess the defense has three prospects on it that are, are you know top tier guys. You can see him tested a little bit, see what he can do. So that's our show. Uh, make sure when you're listening to this Friday morning, whenever you might be, click on that Instagram. It's just stick to football. Follow us on Instagram. There's going to be a ton of content from us, behind-the-scenes stuff. We're going to be with the Longhorn Hellraisers. These dudes are awesome. We're going to be looking forward to hanging out with them. We're going to be in the eye of the... Not the eye of the storm. That would have been... No. 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 We're going to be in a storm. There we go. (laughs) In in Austin. But it is going to be a blast. We're going to have some surprise celebrity guests who's going to be stopping by on the Instagram. It is going to be a lot of fun. Mello, close us out, buddy. Yeah, like Matt said, definitely check us out on Instagram because we are doing things there. And we really appreciate you guys joining us every week staying in touch with us, getting involved with the show. Leave us your draft on draft questions. You can do it on Reddit. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it on Twitter. I am at Mellow Esquire. He is at NFL Draft Scout.